On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks fall to the Brooklyn Nets on a national TV game, and you're just going to have to wait and see what we think about it. And Luka Doncic, overweight. It's not a fun topic, but uh, it's a topic that is now a national storyline. And the Mavs missing threes. We'll talk about all that on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. And you are listening to Locked On Mavericks. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Thanks so much for listening to us. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com. The Nets gnome, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, national TV game against arguably the best team in the Eastern Conference, one of the best teams in the league. It was an overall. Like, let's just take the fact that they lost out of it for a little bit. In the arena for entertainment. Hold purpose. on, are we starting with moral victory? Is that what we're, what we're <laughs> starting with? I'm like, if you were in the arena, it was a, like you're walking out of that game saying, Hey, at least we got a good game. Like, that was a, the Mavericks should have won this game by like 20 plus, but because they needed to hit some shots. But still, <laughs> it was an entertaining, like, there was a, you know, close ending to it. The crowd was in it there towards the end. Then the Nick Claxton free throws, the crowd was going, you know, nuts for and all of that for him to miss. It was just, and to see KD at his level, Luca hit some big shots too. You always a lot want of really good referee action we got. Uh, yeah, Zarba was MVP of the game. I uh, seen his jersey being sold after the game, but yeah, it was just a, it's a bummer. It's a bummer when they lose. Obviously, it's a bummer when they lose a national TV game, especially in a game they should have won. Oh, absolutely. By the way, this episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you save money by identifying and helping you stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals for the ones you want to keep. Lucas Waite was the big conversation on national TV. Uh, Reggie Miller talked about it. I, I, it's not lost on me the irony of Reggie Miller having the conversation about Lucas Waite. Reggie Miller, famously one of the skinniest players like in NBA, in NBA history. Uh, I just found that interesting, but... Lucas Wade is is not new. This is not a new issue that we just discovered that oh man oh all of a sudden we just realized that Luca came in out of shape. You specifically, and we have been saying this since the very beginning of this season, even in preseason. Here's the thing: I feel like Lucas Wade has been talked about ever since he kind of came into the league, and I kind of made fun of it for the first few years of like as a narrative, oh, as a narrative, as like the story. I'm like, all right, it was just a. It was just an easy talking point for a lot of people out there. But then I saw him at the beginning of this season and this preseason and the first of this, you know, first you know, few games of the year. And, and I threw out there, I'm like, man, I, I think this is the the heaviest that I've seen him as far as him being out of shape. And if you've been listening to this pod, you know, we've kind of casually thrown it out there a few times, like, hey, you know, as when as Luca continues to play himself into shape. He is not there right now. You could see it with his body. You could just see it in like pictures and you know stuff. And if you you feel like he looks the same, go back and watch some rookie season Luca. And even that, you're like, oh wow, you can see what a difference it is in, in that. So um, we're going to talk more about this, but it's very clear. 
and now it's a national story. Yep. Tim McMahon talks about it on Low Post podcast. He's you know was tweeting about it. It was a topic of the broadcast uh, on you know <laughs> TV tonight, and he was even asked about it after the game. Yeah, it's almost as if tonight everyone else discovered that this was a problem, right? If you've listened to this show, you know we've been saying that this has been an issue for Luca. It's one of the reasons why he keeps, you know, getting hurt and has some of these injury situations. It's one of the reasons why he's not been as effective in, you know, two-point range this season. It's one of the it's a, a reason for a lot of things. Luca being and it's not just that, oh, he's slow, he's out of shape, but it's that first step. He he can't get past guys as as easily as he did in the past. He's not as strong and as agile as he has been in the past. And so he's not able to get in the post. I saw several times in this game, Luca not being able to just post up and move uh, Patty Mills, right? And I think that's that's part of strength, conditioning, all that kind of stuff, in the, especially in the fourth quarter, him not being able to post Patty Mills because uh, he just can't play. One of the big things that stuck out to me in this game, Kevin Durant played the entire second half. He played the whole fourth quarter and... Uh, Luca can't do that at this point. And until until he can, until the Mavericks can get to a point where he can, you're not going to beat a team like the Nets. Yeah, and I want to make something very clear too. Like Luca's not in the best shape of his life. He's out of shape. But he's not the reason why the Mavericks are like floundering right now. Like that's <laughs> it, very true. I, I think that is going to be the national narrative now. That you know, we've been casually talking about it. It's been any media person, anybody that's been around the team. It's been the you know kind of a, the conversation of like, hey man, like Lucas got to come you know into the season in better shape. He's got to get there. It's part of it. All true. But I feel like now it's going to be the low hanging fruit for a lot of people outside of Dallas to be like. Well, that's why the Mavericks are not at the top of the West because, man, they'll never be at the top of the West because Luka Doncic has – Luka's still really freaking good. Like, <laughs> he is amazing at basketball. He still plays at a very high level. It's – so there. there's roster issues. There is, you know, I, we could go all day about him. Luka's weight is not the main reason that, you know, the Mavericks are in a funk right now and are probably reevaluating everything. But is it something? It is something. Yeah, all these things add up, right? It goes back to my problems can be plural, right? Luca's Luca's weight is definitely a problem that Luca has. However, Luca had nine assists tonight and should have had nineteen. Oh, yeah. The I mean, yeah, we're going to talk about the shooting in the second half of that. But I kind of feel feel for him a little bit because I do think now and even after the game, like it feels like everybody's talking about it already. I feel like now he's going to kind of feel like the target on his back. I mean, heck, maybe it's like inspiring to him of like, hey, I got to, you know, have some new healthier habits and get in better shape. But this isn't what's going on with the Mavs right now. It's not all on, you know, Luca's weight stuff. And that's going to be an easy tell sign. If you see somebody on a national talk show or a yep. podcast yep. or writing an article or something, be like the Mavericks, this is why it's like, all right, well, you're, you're not really watching all the games right now. It's, it's that. And it's the new rules. Oh, well the new rules are just Luca's just struggling because of the new rules. That's why he's not scoring as much. Right. Like I heard yeah. that. I heard that narrative about Trey young. And I was like, man, I'm not sure I know enough about the Hawks to say if that is definitively true. That just be, that the only reason why the Hawks and the and Trey Young is struggling is because of the new rules they've implemented, where you can't do the hardened, you know, flopping type foul and the stop and you know get a defender on your butt type thing. Luca can't do those things either, and he did those a lot as well. And so you're going to hear those things, I think. But Luca, after the game, talked about and addressed his his weight concerns and actually answered the question. So I want, we wanted to hear from Luca. So here's what he had to say. 
Yeah, uh, I think that's my thing, you know. People can talk about it, yes or no, but I know I gotta do better. You know, I had a long summer. I think I relaxed a little bit. I'm not taking care, but, you know, I gotta be better. He's got to be better. It's it's something Luca says a lot about a lot of things. After any time that the Mavericks do something that's not good, he always says, I have to be better. But we appreciate him taking ownership of that and saying, yep, you know, it's it's a thing. And uh, there is there is a little bit of an excuse for Luca, right? We're not given a full excuse. We just talked about how it's a problem for seven minutes. But he went into the offseason, had the Olympics, and then his only three weeks off, like his only period off, you know, to have off, to rest and 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 recharge, which he needs to do, right? He can't just go all year round. Was the three weeks before like training camp started, and so that's when he really uh, got to the point where he where his weight is now. The interesting thing to me, and the reason why I think it may not be just like conditioning and cardio and things like that, it may be diet and things like that, is that it's been this far into the season. I mean, we're 22 games in. He's been playing basketball a lot, and we're and he still looks the same to me that he did at the beginning of the season. Yeah, well, I, I think you alluded to at the beginning too of like the effect that you know weight can have on you know other parts of your body, and yeah, you know, we're seeing some of these injuries. We're seeing the ankle injury, you know, linger. You know, Jason Kidd used that that term the other day, the lingering you know ankle issue that it doesn't help you know other parts of your body whenever you are overweight, and that's where Luca's at. And you know, you can't in a, in a sense like put yourself in Luca's shoes. You kind of understand his mindset too of like, all right, I mean, I have all these European accolades. I came a, I come into the NBA as arguably the most decorated European player of you know ever coming into the league. You set all these rookie records. You're doing all these highlights. You're already a top 10, some would say top five player in the NBA, first team all NBA. And it's like you just dropped 40 on Kawhi in the playoffs, even though you didn't lose, but it wasn't it wasn't Luca's fault, you know? Like he'd still put up crazy numbers, triple doubles and stuff in the playoffs. It's like, so if you're Luca, you're like, all right, like, cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm out of shape, but. I'm still one of the best players in the world. I'm still doing all of this and have done all of this. So it's just, that's the next level. That's the next boss in the video game for Luca. It's almost himself more than it is another player in the league that he has to kind of conquer this part of himself and get his body there for him to take that next level. You know who said this months ago that called this even before us? And I want to say over a year ago. J.J. Barea on yeah. J.J. Reddick's podcast. The two J.J.'s got together and talked about this and said the next step for Luca is conditioning, physical fitness, and all that. And it's really interesting that this conversation is happening while Dirk was in the building and while Steve Nash was the other coach because what did Steve Nash teach Like pretty much anyone he played with is you know, diet, physical conditioning, all that kind of stuff. Um, we've been talking a lot about physical conditioning, but when it comes to athletes, we focus on the physical fitness, but there's another side to the game that's just as important. Mental fitness. Did Keith Pompey teach you this? Calm, the number one app I learned from the best for sleep and meditation has teamed up with not Steve Nash, not Luka Doncic, not Dirk Nowitzki, but LeBron James to help you train your mind and become a champion version of yourself. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle of your body. You don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. Sleep is a critical part of the mental fitness routine. And if you go to calm.com slash lockdown NBA, you'll get a limited time 40% off of a calm premium subscription with calm. You have access to nature sounds. And so you can sleep much more soundly. You'll get stories, meditations, 
all kinds of things that you can work on and get ready for any challenges that life throws at you. Again, for a le- for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron and using Calm for a 40% discount. 40%, that's not like 10%, that is 40%. That is a percentage that the Mavericks would love to shoot from three. Uh, get a Calm prescription at calm.com slash NBA. Unlock content that you can focus, ease, stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash NBA. Calm.com slash NBA. Also, We've been talking about what you eat. We've been talking about the diet. We've been talking about what you put in your body. Something you should put in your body, Isaac Harris. You got time to put something in your body. <laughs> you got time to get something to eat. You got time to get something to drink. You got time to get a Built Bar. Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your entire order. Candy cane brownie sticks. Oh my gosh. I may just go order this right now. A new flavor just got put on sticks? Built Bar. Oh, it's sold out already. You have to check this website often because they come up with new flavors candy cane brownie sticks did they uh, did a candy cane flavor last year and it was absolutely incredible it was really good i remember you and i were eating them like way after the way after christmas and stuff i think you like went to a game and you had one uh but yeah go check it out built.com it's a pro- protein bar that tastes like a candy bar locked 15 is the promo code uh built.com slash or built.com promo code locked 15 all right isaac harris We've been talking about Luka's weight. That's the big story that everyone's going to be talking about. But the reason why the Mavericks lost this game, and the Mavericks lost this game to the Brooklyn Nets, 102 to 99, the reason why they lost this game is because the Mavericks shot 9 of 46 from 3. 19.6% for the Mavericks. Like, you just do not win games when you shoot that bad and you take 46% from 3. In fact, let me take it a step further. The Dallas Mavericks turned in the third worst shooting performance of all time in this game. The Mavericks so, shot so 9 of 46. my eyes. 19.6%. The, the, the two worst ones, Boston against the Knicks in, uh, in January of this past year, they shot 7 of 46. So they only missed two more than what the, what the Mavs did. They shot 15%. Detroit in November of this year against Milwaukee, Shot eight of forty-seven. That's seventeen percent. Mm. And then the Mavericks. I mean, those those are the three worst of all time. I mean, you have to go back. It's it's insane. There, there's not any. There's only two teams that have shot worse from three, shooting at least forty-six threes or more than the Mavericks. And it's not like they were forcing and chucking up a bunch of pull-up jumpers and things like that. I don't even know where to start with the three point stuff because <laughs> your, your deep breathing definitely told me that you couldn't, you didn't know where to go. I, because there's just so many different angles. I mean, you know, we were, we were both at the game watching it and it's like every Reggie Bullock three, we're like, please, please let's go in, you know? And, uh, you know, Dorian had an incredible game tonight. He hit four threes and I think he hit three of those in the first quarter, if I'm not mistaken on that. And, but you know, point blank, Reggie Bullock, Three. He hit three in the first quarter, but still. Yeah. Reggie Bullock, Tim Hardaway Jr., Christoph Porzingis. All three of those guys combined one of 18 from three. You won't win a game. They won't win a game if they shoot like that ever. Those you can't, three guys. You can't do it. I mean, no. it's, just, it's just point blank on that. Reggie Bullock for the season. I don't know if we can call this the Nick curse or do we like, I mean, should I have he, to apologize that you felt that he should have played more. Is kid like playing that drop back in his head to you? He's driving home today, just going. I have to apologize that you felt that he should have played more. I almost want to ask kid about Nick, that that's clip. A good question. 
It's like, hey, there was a guy who asked you back earlier <laughs> in the season why Reggie Bullock just played. Um, but it's like Isaac. Reggie is in this slump right now that I feel for it's him. Bad. Because, it's bad. He's like shooting 25% from three right now. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's like 24 of 97 from you know from three for the yeah, whole season. Yeah, just go to Kirk's Twitter. He always <laughs> tweets out what he shoots. But like, you know, Tim being 0 for 7 tonight from three, I mean, that I mean, they just they can't survive like that. And I think... We were talking about this walking out to the car today and tonight, and it was like, well, what are what are you supposed to do to fix shooting? It's all right, let's go out there and get some shooters. Let's go and get some 40%, you know, three-point shooters out there. Well, you know what the Mavericks did this offseason? They did that. They went and got Sterling Brown, Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock shot 44% from three last year. And it's like Tim Hardaway Jr. Like these guys shot 40% from three last year. And they're just not doing it this year. So, like, I just don't, like, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could just flip them for another 40%, you know, three-point shooter somewhere else to say, hey, can you do that here? Is it a Dallas thing? I don't know. These threes are open. We've said this before, and I'll say it again, especially about this game. It's not bad three-point shooters taking bad three-point shots. This was a career 40% three-point shooters taking wide open shots, like literally wide open shots in the corner. If I go back to my game notes, the, the Mavericks late in this game had just wide open threes. Tim's Tim's three that could have tied the game at the end was a wide open shot that he, it was a pull-up three, but still the wide open shot that we've seen him hit over and over again. Uh, two minutes and 30 seconds, Tim Hardaway Jr. missed a wide open corner three. Two minutes, Dorian Finney-Smith missed a wide open corner three. The Mavericks could have gone up there, could have gone up there, by uh by five right there with two minutes left that would have been huge for the Mavericks instead you know Harden blows by Luca on that layup where Luca turns around and the help defense wasn't there and Luca should have tried a little harder on defense anyway and then Dallas is down three at that point that was a big swing at the end of this game uh and it's because of some of these missed threes and goes back to all the stuff we've been talking about before where the Mavericks miss threes and they go down the other end and they hang their head and then the Nets get an easy bucket Reggie Bullock has attempted over four threes a game in four seasons in his career. Actually, yeah. a little bit more than four seasons. 2017-18, four and a half threes a game, 44%. In 2018-19, six threes a game, shot 37%. Then you, you go on down to last year, shot 41% at six threes a game. Now he's shooting 27% from three. And like that's the thing. It's like, like you said, they're open shots. Like I just don't know why they're not going down. And I mean, you know, he's beating himself up about this of like, dude, this is this is like my thing, and it's just not working right now. The other thing, so okay, they get, the Mavericks miss all these threes. What do they do? Do they just go get better players? They can try, but they have pretty good three point shooters now. Do they change what they try to do? The Mavericks took ten shots in the paint in the second half of this game. Hmm. After, I think the first half, I mean, it was just all like, okay, I'm just going to pull this up because it's it's pretty insane. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see this. Um, you'll be able to see this shot chart because it it's just insane. I can't I can't explain it any other way. So this is the first half. Look at this first half. We're in the paint. Mavericks took count. Isaac, just try to count how many shots the Mavs took in the paint in this. Like, I can't see all those circles. I know. There's so many circles around the basket. And then if you change that to the second half, look at that. Nothing around the rim. This is the second half Maverick shooting. And yeah. there was an incredible amount of, of shots around the rim. And then just four shots in the paint. <laughs> I mean, literally four shots. 
three shots in the restricted zone. That's it. And in the first half, it was way more than that. I mean, this the I Mavericks think they had also like thirty-seven points in the paint in the first half, and they finished with forty-six. So that's that's nine points in the paint in the second half. So is Dang. it? They got away from it. They weren't hitting threes, and then they just doubled down on it, where they took even more threes. It was a very interesting uh, game plan, and they it really got away from them. Porzingis, like a lot of things that was work that was working in the first half, they, it got away from them. You think Luca is playing in his head the narrative that was started in exit interviews uh, with Donnie and them of, hey, we just got to get you know Luca's got to understand to trust his teammates more. And to get his teammates, you know, you remember all of that? Like, yeah. And that, you know, that was like kind of the summer conversation. I wonder if Luca's like playing that in his head of like, all right, I'm, I'm kind of doing that right now, but. And I believe kid said something like that early in his, in his, his career as a maps head coach. Right. Yeah. So like, I, I think, you know, he obviously, he trusts his teammates, but just that, that narrative, I remember that happening over the summer of like, oh, you know, even some, you know, people outside of the maps, you know, national is like, oh, ball hog, ball hog Luca. And it's like, all right, well, this season's not helping that case right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then go back to all the problems in Luca. I mean, Luca didn't shoot well in this game either. What was he, nine of 21 from the field, three of 11 from three? Uh, his stuff in, in around the basket is not as great as it has been in the past, where he was one of the best players in the paint in the NBA. Uh, coming up, we're going to keep going into this. We'll talk about the rest of this game. We'll talk about the th- a couple, one one point in this game I want to point out that really changed the game for the Mavericks. The, the point in the game where the Mavs lost. Yes, they missed a bunch of threes, but they still had a chance to win this one. But they lost it in one spot. And I'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to put down some money on sports. You got college football. You got all kinds of stuff that you can put money down on. Um, Brooklyn Nets play Wednesday. So this is the... First night of a back-to-back for both these teams. Nets, six-and-a-half-point favorite over the Rockets at home. The Rockets just cannot lose games. Wait, the Nets are just six-and-a-half-point six, favorite? Six-and-a-half-point favorite. That does not seem like it's high enough. So if you agree with me, go ahead and go to Bet Online. Use the promo code Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus. So go ahead. Whatever money you're going to put down, it's like, oh, I'll put down 50 bucks. Deposit 50 bucks, use the promo code. You'll get 25 bucks, so you can put 75 bucks down on this game right now. Go ahead and do it on betonline.ag. There's all kinds of other games as well. Cleveland, two and a half point favorite at home against the Bulls. Hmm. There's a lot, there's a lot of interesting lines. So go check it out. Betonline.ag. All right, Isaac Harris. Mavericks lose this game and they lost it in one spot. I believe. I'm really curious about this. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Mavericks had an incredible run at the end of the third quarter where, um, or at the beginning of the third quarter, the Mavericks had this incredible run where they finally just took control of the game. And it was, it was kind of like, it was kind of a back and forth. The Mavericks would go up a little bit and then the Nets would creep back. But in the third quarter, like Bullock blocks KD's jumper at the peak of its, of the peak of his jumper. It was one of the most impressive plays of the night. Very nice. He blocks there. And then Dorian gets a steal off of KD. And then it leads down to the other end, and KP hits a three. The Mavericks at that point are up 17 points, where they really felt like they took control of this game. It could have got away from them. And then the Nets just kind of creep back in, creep back in. Luka, on the other end, gets called, or, uh, you know, get, Luka gets called. Luka, Luka goes to the rim, and he seems to get fouled, doesn't get called for it. It's the one where Harden was, you know, where Harden hit him after he released a shot. 
Then he doesn't get the call. He's frustrated about it. He's, he's really upset. He had been upset before. KD drives the other end, gets the call immediately. Almost the same, almost the same play. And Luca's just mad and upset. And then a couple minutes later, Luca gets the tech for pushing Nick Claxton. Nick Claxton had gotten in his face. He's getting Push is a fun he, word. For I him. mean, the action is push, right? What other word do you like? What other audio word can I explain besides like? It was almost some, like first a, of all, push him. It was almost like a, and this is a deep reference. It was almost I like a Benny start with a, the fact a, that I'm homeless as that it's is like a, a given. A Benny Hinn. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> be healed. <laughs> The Type power thing. of Christ compels you. <laughs> and then he um, just kind of like stumbled back. He tried to sell it a little bit. So uh, so, so that, that third quarter, the Mavericks still, after all that, at the end of the third quarter, they have a 10 point, they have an 11 point lead. Dorian had hit a three at the end after Frank got a loose ball. I thought Frank played really well. We'll talk about him in a second. Mm-hmm. But the Mavericks have an 11 point lead going into the fourth quarter. At the start of the fourth quarter, usually what teams do and what the Nets have actually done is you start one of the, the stars. You start one of them at the beginning of the fourth quarter. You don't play both of them. You don't play your starting lineup. And that's what the Nets did. The Nets put in their starting lineup. KD, Harden, Patty Mills, uh, and then James Johnson was in there with Nick Claxton. That was their lineup that My had been boy. working the best. So it wasn't their starters, excuse me, but it was their lineup that had been working the best in this game. They put in those guys, and they don't usually do that. I asked our, I asked our guys from Lockdown Nets, and Doug Norrie told me, no, usually at the start of the fourth quarter, James Harden is the only one that's starting, and KD does not start the fourth quarter. But in this game, he did. KD played the entire second half. And Jason Kidd rolled out KP with Brunson, Tim Hardaway Jr., Frank Nilakina, and Josh Green, who was getting minutes in this game since Sterling Brown was out. And so he rolls out that lineup, which is not the greatest defensive lineup. I mean, Josh Green and, and Frank, but Josh Green's really inexperienced. And you get Tim Hardaway Jr. and, and Brunson in there. It's it's just a really weird combo because you have James Johnson, who is actually playing really well in this game, who's yeah, big, who's big, and then KD and Harden. So who are you putting on who? This lineup just didn't make a lot of sense. And there's a lot of switches where Tim Hardaway Jr. was guarding KD. The net the Nets go on a 10 to 2 run. And that's the part where I think the Mavericks lost tra- track of this game. The Nets kind of smelled blood in the water. They came back, and that's that's when I think that they really realized, all right, we're gonna win this game because we can go on this run and the, the Mavs couldn't maintain that lead. Yeah, well, even into the fourth there, you know, kid comes out of the, I think the timeout or maybe even to start the fourth and it was a dead ball. They come, come out and Dorian or Reggie's not in the game. Yeah. Neither of them to start the fourth. It was that lineup of Brunson, Hardaway, Frank, Josh Green, Porzingis. Yes. So, and and it was immediately, you know, we were talking about in the press box, a couple of us up there is like almost immediately KD comes down, just torches Tim Hardaway Jr. Immediately. And. Dorian goes to the scores table. It's like, okay, well, why didn't he just start the fourth? <laughs> or, and but then it was in that stretch that they were just waiting at the scores table as they just they scored like eight straight points, and then you know then it's a five point game, three point game, whatever it was, and then you know once it gets a tight game into the fourth, and the other team has Kevin Durant. Like, I love Giannis. Giannis went off in the playoffs in Game Seven, but. Like Kevin Durant's the best player in the world, in my opinion. So it's, I mean, he hits some just dumb shots. And then, you know, kid had to make some choices tonight on how to play defense at the end of the game. And obviously some of them didn't, didn't work out. And the choice to double Kevin Durant, it just, you know, when you have some of the personnel that you have out there with, you know, Luca and KP and, and Tim, and uh, I think Brunson was out there at one point and so, yeah. and you know, they were just, and then they were still doubling KD 
But then you have a guy like Patty Mills who's like running and cutting and getting open. He had some big shots. And it was just once they started doubling, they were just making the right read every time. And it was Yeah, that's the Nets, man. I mean, they're they're really Katie, good. Katie scored eleven points in the fourth quarter, five of six from the field, and the Mavs doubled him most of the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, mean that, that, he had that what, shot over Dorian super late. That was just like that's that was an, dumb. Yeah, just what do you do? I, I saw somebody t- I saw one Mavs fan tweet. Is this what it was like to play Dirk in the fourth quarter, like year after year after year? It's like, yeah, yeah cool. It's true. Yeah, pretty much. Dirk was in the house, by the way. I think we mentioned that, but <sighs> missed um, that guy. But yeah, I thought it was that run at the beginning of the fourth quarter that really changed it. And uh, it was a move by Steve Nash. I mean, he put Kevin Durant out there when he normally doesn't. And that was a, a move. They probably saw the rotations and saw, hey, this lineup to start the fourth is pretty weak that Jason Kidd rolls out there, especially defensively. And let's throw let's throw out our two best guys out there and just see if we can get back in this game and get a run. And they did. Because I wonder if they didn't get that run, especially if they played the next night, if they would have just like thrown in the towel. Like, what if the Mavs extended their lead during that yeah. that part and it goes to like 15, 18 point lead and you get to the seven minute mark in the fourth quarter? They just like, all right, pack it in. We'll just we'll play the next game. I'm not sure they would have done that, but that's an interesting point where it could have been the turning point. And even I mean, KD talked about his minutes after the game. Because uh, Stat, Stat Muse tweeted out, and was like, hey, Ke- Kevin Durant's averaging uh, 40.4 minutes in his last five games. and But post-game, he's asked about his minutes. He said, I know people might be concerned about my minutes, and I got injured before all that extra crap, but we'll figure it out if I get out there. Right now, I just want to play basketball. He said, I might play 48 tomorrow just because, give you all something to talk about. <laughs> but like he can, and that's yeah. bringing it full circle to that first conver- you know, the conversation about Luca there is, you know, Nick brought up and was like, hey, like Kevin Durant has that level that he can go to. He can go to Steve Nash and say, hey, Steve, like I'm playing this whole fourth. Like we I want work. We're, we can come back and beat these guys. And he starts and plays the entire fourth. He plays. What do you would you say? Finish tonight at 40 something right at 40 minutes, a little over 40. Hey, man, Harden. Kevin Durant played 40 minutes. Harden played 41, almost 42. Yeah. And it was in that 38, 39th, 40th minute that Kevin Durant is getting double teamed, hitting dumb shots over Dorian Finney Smith. And like, that's the stuff that long-term once Luca gets in, you know, incredible shape or really good shape that he can be able to pull off stuff. Like, I mean, I get that he's played 40 minute games and stuff, but on a consistent basis, Luca's got to be able to do something like that. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you put it together, the Mavericks best two players, Luca and, and Porzingis played 67 minutes together together uh and then the Nets guys played 82 minutes right <laughs> like yeah. that is that's a that's an amount of time there right what is that 15 15 more minutes that the that the that the Nets best two played over the Mavericks best two there right? were a couple like, new five-man the- lineups tonight for the Mavs <laughs> I well, leaned over Green to you at one sure. point I was like it was like Dwight was the only big out there and then it was like Dorian Tim Josh Green and like Brunson or something. And I was like, what, what is going on? Frank and Maxi only played two twenty 20 seconds in the fourth quarter. Yeah. It was weird. It was well, really even weird. like when they chose to bring KP back in, you know, they brought KP back in with like three and a half minutes to go in the game. Like it was, you know, it, it was pretty wild, you know, a little bit off from his normal rotation in that. Yeah. He ended up playing eight minutes in the fourth, which is, which is pretty good. But yeah, they started him in the fourth, took him out at a certain point and then, Ended up holding him and holding him and holding him, not putting him back in. But th- yeah, there's two there's two players I want to give some shout outs here at the end. And one is Dorian Finney Smith. I oh, thought yeah. 
you know, KD finished again. He had some crazy shots at the end. KD's KD, but he only had 24 points in this game. I mean, one, holding the Nets to 102 points is like, that's really Not impressive, bad. you know? And I thought Dorian played pretty dang good defense on him throughout the game. He hit those three threes at the beginning. He had 15 points, you know, tonight, six boards, couple assists, four of nine from three. I just, I liked his game. And when you have that wing depth that we talk about, like I was joking with you in the elevator after the game, I was like, man, that's when you see a, a Dorian game like this and you're like, Oh, we have him for $4 million. Like these are the glue guy type of performances. Like if your top guys are, you know, really, really good, then you can have the Dorians of the world that hits four threes in a game and can, you know, at least make it somewhat difficult on a Kevin Durant as much as you can. Yeah, him and Bullock, I thought, did did decently well on defense. Bullock didn't perform on the offensive end, but both both those guys, I thought, tried their they tried their hard, they tried their and, hardest. And Frank Nilakina, he was the other guy on the point out in that there were different sequences where he was making life a little difficult for James Harden. And I know that you know you mentioned Maxi earlier. Maxi had a just a ferocious foul on James Harden that you know, Harden fell and it was holding his head. And I was really worried about James for a bit. Maxi, uh, you know, might be suspended for that, but that's all sarcasm. If y'all can't. Maxi fouled up. James Harden's face with his chest. But then Harden held the back of his head. And it was, I don't know what happened on that, but you know what? <laughs> James Harden fell down so many times. That was just, this was my first experience seeing James Harden play with the new rules. And I, I kind of enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing <laughs> him try to draw these fouls and fall down and not. You get can't a lot beat him to at least be petty about it, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, James Harden seven of thirteen, but he only took thirteen shots. It's so weird to see James Harden. I mean, that's his role in this team. Is he's their point guard? He's their distributor. He's the guy that he isn't going for 30, 35 shots a game anymore. Which is it's it's weird to see him play like that. Very weird. There are a few times I like forgot he was out there, and that's like really weird for a James Harden team. But you know, no Joe Harris for them. Uh, Blake Griffin's just like, hey, I'm washed and done. So he, he got the Kemba Walker ya. treatment. He's out of the rotation, and nobody made any fanfare about that. But the Kemba Walker thing was a big deal when they said he was out of the rotation. Like uh, Blake Griffin's been out, and he's yeah, yeah, and like Nick Claxton, I think he's pretty good for him. Lamarcus Aldridge is like weirdly really important for them. He is so important that that trio, the trio of so you have Harden and Durant, and then you have either the third one is Patty Mills or Lamarcus Aldridge. They can do so many things when that third one is one of the other because there's some plays where all right, you're running screen and rolls with with Lamarcus and James Harden and Durant, like this whole trio where they're passing back and forth, and then it ends in the Lamarcus Aldridge pull up jumper, like mid range jumper, where he's just money in that area. Yeah. Um, and then the other way where Patty Mills ends with a mid range jumper, like those two guys playing off with those two other guys are, are really, really important. You're right. Yeah. My, my last thing I want to say on this is I just think that when we reevaluate free agency and just the Mavericks organization, you know, the fact that Aldridge um, played high school, it was like, is from Dallas and was just down the street and he's never wore a Mavs Jersey. I think it's something we really kind of need to look at. And, um, just wonder it's like why like down in your backyard and from the same city as the Mavs and he's never wore that Mavs jersey so I'm just right now I'm just thinking about every player that's ever played here in Dallas and what if 
just want this is where my mind's at right now. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We'll be back tomorrow with a breakdown and a full post game of the Grizzlies game. Now make your second listen, Lockdown Bets, your daily one-shop stop for all your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q, an expert insight and analysis from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.